welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss John McCain, Sarah Palin, and Donald Trump. I don't want to waste one minute, so let's get right into it. My guest today is my wife, a talented writer, editor, and uh, an author who's penning a memoir for Penguin entitled Now My Heart is Full. I'm, of course, talking about the inimitable, illustrious, very sexy, but also very smart, Laura June. Laura, thank you for being here in my home, which is also your home. I've already changed my mind. (laughs) About what? I would like to delete this and move on. Delete your account. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, this is very exciting stuff. Okay, we have a lot to talk about because um, uh, we, uh, it is, uh, Hillary has become the presumptive. I don't really like saying presumptive because it sounds like it's still not. And then she definitely is like, it's, this is, I mean, I think we're, we're just, you know, it's, it's media organizations, of course, have to do it, but we don't have to. This is like, this is like today I've seen, today I've seen like five articles about why media organizations are not referring to Brock Turner as a rapist, which is because legally he was convicted of sexual assault, not rape. I don't know. I feel like if you, and so I feel like this is like another thing where it's like, it's very important to be correct or to be accurate. But like in this, in this instance with him, it's like, a rapist i mean here's the thing right? now i don't want to get into by the way i wanted like to get back to hillary sorry <laughs> no no that's okay i like how you turned that immediately to- i just think there's a lot of very touchy topics about right now mm-hmm. and so people are What's wording the, yeah carefully which is probably it's like reverse good. it's like reverse sjw what is that well i think it generally MRA? people would call it political correctness but no, i but, think in this instance it's just the media trying to be accurate i mean i think here. they're being trying to be accurate and then they're trying to explain why they're trying to be accurate which so is, here which here's that so wait part. so let me understand where you come down on this so you are fine with calling brock turner is that his name right it doesn't even sound like a real name like like first off also i get that we want to publicly shame brock turner and make sure that he cannot go anywhere without people yes. spitting on him or throwing pig's yep. blood on him both of which i suggest although I'm, of course, against the killing of pigs, so I don't think you should, you know, if a pig died of natural causes, you should collect their blood and throw it on Brock Turner. But don't kill a pig just to throw blood on Brock Turner. Um, but uh, I don't know why, I don't know why pigs, blood. is that something that people, that's like a carry thing, isn't it? Yeah. There's probably some connotation there that isn't good. But at any rate, uh, obviously he should be publicly shamed and has should have his entire life ruined because he lo- ruined somebody's, well, uh, tried to ruin somebody's life. I mean, I, I don't think that public shame is, it, that's neither here nor there. No, Does let's he- get him. I mean, what we want is for the justice system to, to 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 take care of the situation and to deliver an accurate, like a fair. Yeah, the, the person who really should be publicly shamed is this judge because, like, well, he could have. Don't worry, he's being he's definitely being sh- publicly shamed. He, I mean, the judge could have given him any sentence at all. I mean, he could have any re- like he could have been put him in jail for ten years, right, or fifteen years. I, yeah. I mean, what is the what is the right jail term for somebody? Like, so what? Hold on, his is crime. I guess I don't know. I guess I read the letter, but I'm so, a little so unfoggy on so, like so what. So we can, and we can get in. This, did he this do like a, us, did he do like a, a, a. This will lead us to, this will lead us to politics because I think it okay. is, it is related in I should that. Know, yeah. It is related in that we have a state by state system of how we define things and how we deal with things. So in the state of California, uh, what he did was not rape. What did he do? 
he um, did not use his penis. Okay, right. Not, it was digital, not, digital penetration? Uh, I think it was of objects. That's so fucking insane. Really, yeah. First off, it's that's just like... like that's like more actually that's like in some ways more disturbing than just a direct I mean rape. this isn't a judgment call but like I think what it is is like we use we are not we're not legal people we're not Who, the lawyers you, you and me we're not no or the, the public you mean oh, the royal or we. the journalists yeah. you know there's a, like legal definitions of things and then there's like our understanding of a word right right, right. and our understanding of rape is like absolutely that happened to her right the technically technically rape but technically is, according is, to is, california yeah, law he yeah. is not a rapist but i think that's a that's a flaw in the law if you ask me because i it's feel a like flaw in a lot of things i feel like i feel like i feel like it's no less horrific and degrading no matter what is the instrument is whether it's a penis or an object right. or whatever right. and according to our sort of emotional understanding of this like Rape is the word that you use for the worst thing that you can do to someone in a, I mean, even calling it sex is not fair. I think it's like an unwanted sex crime. Uh, it's like, sure. And I think that like to not, this is an upbeat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, it's fine. No, 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 no. But, it's fine. I, 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 you know, I, mean, I just I, think that like, there's a lot of hand wringing in the media and they're like, Oh, well, we don't want to call it that because it's not technically that. And calling him a rapist seems inaccurate. But I think that at the end of the day, like, I think it's very much like, I think that the people complaining about that stuff do have a point like and I think their point is fair which is like the representation matters the way that because clearly like he got a break because he's a young affluent white guy and And like that's the problem. I'm sure the the judge was like well it wasn't really rape. People right? are calling him a swimmer, and it's like 20, he's what does his father a, say? You know, he's a rapist. What does his father say? Like, Twenty minutes of action. It's like, right. I, you know, it's very well. I think it's interesting because it's a situation where you can say very easily, you can go like, well, you know, it didn't it doesn't count because it was it wasn't this particular act; it was some other version. And it's like, you know, he's absolutely a rapist. There's no question. And if you go through the history of you, if you've ever read, which I have spent for unrelated reasons, I have spent a lot of time reading um accounts of women being assaulted and hurt and murdered and raped um when you go through these you see that men got off for this shit like this all the time but you know i think that so for the public is kind of i think just fed up and tired of of this kid basically getting a pass the joe biden letter that was released today we're recording this on uh, so i've not yeah i've not read his letter i've only heard like the Joe Biden letter remarks. is it's very it's very good. I just got kind of like choked up reading it. I mean, I got choked up reading. It. I basically had to pull my car over while I was reading this. Um, I mean, letter. I think that we, we should go back and just say we're talking in the case you don't know what we're talking about, which is like I don't know how you if you were on the internet at all this week you could not know, but we're talking about this. BuzzFeed published this letter of a of a rape victim. Actually, the, the letter had been published, but BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed yeah. promoted the letter. I mean, they, and then proceeded to BuzzFeed all over it. Um, yeah, the well, that's, I public- want to talk about that, but hold on. I just want to set the stage for this. So I don't mean to cut you off, but mm-hmm. uh, by the way, just imagine. I just want the audience to imagine the several people that are left listening to this after this, uh, after the intro. Um, just imagine what it's like for us day in day out at the at the Topolsky household. I said. Hillary Clinton, I was saying something about Hillary Clinton being the presumptive nominee. And now we're Well, deep. I'm getting there. No, no, I know that. But, I, but you're I, just no, no, but me I take just imagine. No, no, I'm not. But I'm, I think it's just, I, I want people to imagine the kind of multifaceted conversations that unfold here at the Topolsky Are you compound. trying to impress your audience with I'm how? Ju- 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, we don't finish a lot. We're of very complicated people. We're complicated people. At any rate, Brock Turner is a guy. Is a is a. I want to just set the stage. I can't I'm just believe trying. you're doing an explainer. Well, you rolled your eyes, but there may be people who are like, what are these guys talking about? It's possible they don't know. A, a, a woman wrote a letter. She read a letter aloud in court to a man who raped her, a guy named Brock Turner. And it was a very powerful letter. BuzzFeed published it. It had been published on the... Uh, on the... Like the ju- judicial Santa Clara, website. Is Santa Clara? Is that it? Santa Clara County? I want to say. And it had been published somewhere, but then they picked it up and they, uh, you know... The point is, it's been a, a big topic Got of conversation millions, this like, week. You know, probably 10 million views A ton or of whatever. views and a ton of uh, reactions from people. And there's been a lot of follow-up because this this guy who raped this girl got like a six-month sentence, which is insane. And because right. it would hurt, and his, hurt his been swimming a huge, career or something. There's bullshit. been a long sort of process of people going, hey, wait a minute. Like, he was treated really like... You know, if he hadn't been white, he would have been treated much more harshly. Of course, of there's course. a million ways to slice this, but and say that, like, but basically, he got an incredibly like way below the minimum sentence. But he, it's like he, there's only- this, but there's this, there's this like sense that everyone involved in the case is sort of like, hey, he's actually a good kid. Yeah. When meanwhile, it's like. Fuck you, you know, only, he's a rapist. And it's I think weird. That- it's only in case, it's like only obviously privilege is a big piece of this, but all, but like also like the, the dynamic of men and women and in, in particularly in this country, but around the world, it's like sex crimes is like the only situation where you're like a person's like, I was attacked violently by a person. And then everybody's like, were you really like, well, this oh, is the Johnny know. Depp Amber Heard problem. Right. And I think I just want to say, I we think still, that this has been building. I think this has been building to a head for a long time. And I don't think those two things are unrelated, nor do I think, I think you can sort of follow back to our political conundrum right now. I think that <laughs> the reason that people are really like particularly pissed off about like, is he a rapist or not a rapist? I think that if you look at the comments of any article that doesn't refer to him as a rapist, they were freaking out. And I was very surprised by it. And I, you know, I work at uh, New York magazine and, and then New York, they, you know, the cot wrote a, a post basically saying we, we haven't referred to him as a rapist because he's not technically. And that sucks. And, wrote that? Yeah. And then oh. I think Fox wrote one today and time magazine Fox wrote one or Vox. 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 Okay. Um, and so everyone sort of lined up to say, Hey, here's the problem like with what happened. And like it, it's it, it's infuriating and then you know but i think the problem is that people are pissed off at the media partially because there's a really uneasy sense with like this has been a really huge story most websites traffic is up and yeah. if you look at the top posts of every website it's like the top five are all these like brock turner posts and like the truth is that like that feels very uncomfortable for people making the stories and for people consuming them. I mean, you know, this story has been viral and like Ben Smith tweeted about how this is the most like popular thing since the dress and people yeah. were like, what the fuck man? Which I think the intention it's like, of I his, don't think he meant it in no, a weird he, I way. I think the intention of his tweet was not to, I think they're trying like, to say like, look, this has affected a lot of people. A lot of people yeah, have read it. Yeah. The victim who wrote the letter wanted it on Buzzfeed because she wanted to reach like a lot of people. Yeah. She, you know, but like then today they made a video where they had like people like acting out the letter and reading it to strangers on the street. And like my, I only watched like, I couldn't watch it. Like I watched like 20 seconds of it. And I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. That's, you know what? We need to stop. We need to stop. But I'll say this. Okay. Here's what really pisses me off. The letter is incredible. 
BuzzFeed did some follow-up reporting that was good. The, uh, right. the Cut did some follow-up reporting that was good. Does it, yeah. or, or New York Magazine. I don't know if it was on the Cut or New York. Yeah, Magazine. I think I think both. Are, both. Yeah. Were working. There, on uh, there are a handful of people who did some legitimate reporting around this, and then there are a bunch of motherfuckers who. Uh, you know who you are who just like tried to mine this They're just for, like gloming for, on yeah, you just like you you know oh, this is hot content how what's our take and i saw like the day there was a moment where brock the brock turner mug shot hit mm-hmm. and the level of brock turner takes and content was yeah. so high it's like listen i get like you need a piece of the pie but there is a point where you go like in the in the interest of of good taste and in the interest of 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 actually trying to contribute something you right. go you go listen this is not ours it's not us like we don't need to be part of this like we can let the story be somewhere else like i think one of the greatest um mistakes of modern media is that no one can let the story be owned by somebody else everybody yeah. has such a it has such this like intense fomo about content that it's like no matter what story it is you feel the need like you got to find your angle it's like it's like you know it's like i I, think it's a social media thing i think that it gives the people who work in media and the people who consume it the sense that there's only only one or two things can be going on at any given moment uh, which of course is not as true not true you know you you walk through every day going doing a million things at once you're thinking about your you know your home or your family or like something that's going on with your siblings or whatever you multitask in your head and physically and mentally uh, and your attentions can be divided all over the place like we're we're capable of reading more than one about more than one thing in a day but like I think because social media is so immediate and it happens like so so it's like Twitter gives this really distorted. The more I think I've been thinking about lately, Twitter gives this like a very distorted uh, view of the world. It makes it feel very pressing in a way that things are not. And like, I, I do think that that does kind of poison the well of media. A right. Bit. Well, if you think Twitter's view is distorted, think of how, I mean, Twitter is not very popular. Most people right. Don't, well, that's the, most people that's don't the look failing at what's, of that what's, what's really, right. what's really, no, but you're, but that point is, is even is doubly or triply or quadruply true about Facebook because what Facebook does is it surfaces like the most algorithmically appropriate, right? right? Which means like the most shared, the most talked about. But that means like single stories, the focus and attention and and concentration of interest in a single story becomes way higher, right. right? So, so for a normal person, the normal people, like weird people, are on Twitter, like media people and celebrities, and like you know, but it's like a much smaller audience than Facebook. Facebook's like everybody. It's like right. your mom, your dad, whoever, right, and your cousins, everybody, your high school people you went to high school with, and their view of this is they see shit that bubbles up with like intense pressure behind it like huge waves of these like storylines that crop up there i mean literally like there is there is so you know a facebook isn't like a real-time feed no it's not at all and i facebook is a is a slow i see stuff in there that's like months old sometimes i'm like why is this here now that was one of the things when facebook started doing its news feed do you remember in 2012 oh yeah we used to get like you would see you would see like a story yeah, all the time. You would see a story and it was like I still share a link occasionally. And I'm like, like, wait, this is eight months like old. Bill Clinton goes to Kosovo, and you're like, what has happening? Why? Why? And it's like from 1996. I mean, like not a month ago, there was uh, an, an article. It was like from 
it was one from one of the women's magazines. I think it was Elle, but it might have been Cosmo or something. I think it had been from the print magazine, but it was, you know, on their web. And it was like how, you know, it was like, it's like one of these, like where they take a notable person and do a food diary. And it was a woman who owns like a specialty juice store, I think out in LA. Specialty juice? Yeah. Like not even like press juice. Like it's like moon juice and like, like not even cleansing. It's like moon juice. I think that's one of her juices. It could be like, anyway, the point was it's that like, like, it's like juice that you, uh, the woman had like, look at it for a long time. The woman had like a crazy, like borderline, your anorexic problematic food diary. It was like, I eat a wheatgrass shot. And then two hours later I have four almonds and then I have a sounds, green juice. And like, you know, at the end of the day, I finish off with a huge salad of lettuce and oh, she's lettuce, you know, it's day, like she nothing crazy. And, and, and it's sort of like everyone was sharing it on Twitter. I saw it on Facebook and like, yeah. it was a year old, but it just was like, I had never seen it when it was around originally. Of course, no, but and that, I think at the time both, it sort both. of like must've flown under the radar and like everyone that I know, everyone that I've talked to was like, can you fucking no, look, believe Facebook, this woman? Facebook right now is the biggest vehicle for old shit that right. is irrelevant to crop up. Like there was this video that was doing the rounds last week that was like, um, scientists have invented a train that can go over cars. And it right. was this like concept video about this train and it's either China or Japan or somewhere. And it was like, the video was from like 2012 or something. Well, you and know, it, it had already done the concept rounds, but it's like Facebook I mean, look, the, the, but you so, know, what's interesting about this is don't you remember back in like two, the blogging years of like 2008, 2009, where uh, like, like I remember like 50, 60% of your blogging time would be like finding out if something was old. Oh, I yeah. mean, you would spend old. like, I mean, that's deep, where the, you'd be deep in the links, that's you know, where, trying I mean, to figure old, out I mean, if it was old, new. There, there used to be a couple. And of, I feel like that's dead. No, there like, used to be in the old world of comments. There used to be a couple of things that were like <laughs> major like signals. There was like first, yeah. which was obviously the first. Somebody tried to be the first commenter. By the way, first, I, I like long for the days of something as innocent as first being like a problem in comments. And then there's like old Old was a thing. Yeah. Old was a thing that you saw all the time. I mean, for, uh, when we were at Engadget, you remember yeah. this? It was, an oh, emba- yeah. it was an embarrassment where if you posted something and somebody was like, old, and they'd post a link to the and thing. And you'd be from, like, like, I mean, it was like yeah, you got owned. job ender. Yeah, like yeah, that it was, was it. really fire upsetting. People. If they posted an old link, it was like, you're gone. See you later. No, but but now. But, but we people, took it really seriously. Now, and now, and now it's like, kind of like everyone's like, uh you no, know. now it's like forwards, like that it forwards that you get, like you're on email chains and you're like, remember what uh, America used to be like in the 50s? It's like, hey, remember these phones with the rotary or whatever? And like that now all of a sudden there's like a Facebook post. It's like, remember the phones with the rotary? And yeah. it's got like six million likes on it. I find myself it- going through those like these celebrities age so badly. I go through those slideshows like at least once a week. I hit like where you go, like you start at like something reputable like TMZ or Perez Hilton and then you end up like on Fish Rapper and then you end up on like Just Jared or and then you get like deeper and deeper into the websites that are like not. Just Jared. Uh, is that a real who's, website? Who's Jared? But I'm just saying like I if only you, know one public Jared and he's not clicking in good through shape. the chum of those like websites. <laughs> eventually you end up in a place where like it's oh, yeah. dark. It's like they only exist as slideshows. And oh. I will tell you. Oh, no, those sites. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like, what is this? Like, where it's wh- like how amazing this- photos. And I will tell you that like there's like one photo of like it's I think it's fake of like Marilyn Monroe and JFK that's in like every slideshow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is like today I tweeted about the. 
or the, like the ones of like fucked up dead people photos. This is like Tabula. This is like yeah. The, this is like the whatever the sub Tabula. Like when you get a Tabula link and then at the at the bottom of the Tabula link, which is like bullshit and horrible. There's a sub Tabula link section, but like this. But is I like, think there's something real there. I think that no. I think there's a fucking. I think that there's something I mean I'm a person who loves history and like context and I think that like they're doing it badly a lot of the time they're really wrong a lot of these are fake but like the concept is actually really good like if these done things were researched wait, really wait, hard wait, wait, which concept like the concepts of like a lot of these like sort of like chum slideshows like wait, you know, I, what do you mean the concept you mean like the celebrities who have aged well the the comparison ones of like child stars to the now or like that I mean, that's those are like the kind of those are actually almost on the reputable websites. When oh, you, you get like, like deep to the ones where they're like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the one I read last week, but like I'm just saying, like, well, I, what's I think the JFK that, Marilyn Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, one? I'm trying to think of what slideshow that was. It was like famous photos of it's like, like famous you figures this, you wouldn't believe. You happened. can't believe this. Occurred, and I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of like there was like they're I all think Bonnie and Clyde. I think some of them were fake and some of them were real. And right. I think well, we that, don't like, know anymore because there's like in the churn of the right. at the bottom of the internet, there's all this bullshit. Right. But, I, but actually, I'm just saying I'm there's so much of stuff. There's so much of that stuff on the internet now that even the concept of something being old is like kind of old. But I feel like, you I know, feel like, like we don't, you can't research stuff a lot of the time now. But I feel like, this may be, we don't know, but maybe that stuff is being generated by like an algorithm somewhere that, that like, I mean, I think it kind of is that, like, it's not, there aren't human beings, but I mean, I don't know. It's like, I guess there are people working in these like content mines or, or whatever. I mean, if you read the, the, the slideshow captions of those things, a lot of times they really don't make sense. They're like, but this is, this is, this is this ad. I, I keep how we seeing. Ended up here, but this ad that I keep, I have no idea, but this ad I keep seeing, I tweeted about it today. The sweatshirt. Okay. First off, those people whoever make the so sweatshirt. So you know that that is those also that was a, there was a piece of there was there was an article written about this uh, I think on Slate. I think it's the sweatshirt they were like it's the best sweatshirt there's like a there's a wait period academy it's, it's academy or something because the people who the guy make, went to the factory the people who make the sweatshirt were like it's probably, a great sweatshirt probably sponsored in some way content of some sort I don't know no no but, no the thing I saw is it completely an ad. But it's like it mixed in with Tabula shit. And it's like the sweatshirt you couldn't get. The sweatshirt right. that was on a wait list is finally available again. And by the way, it's been finally available again for several years. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've seen that ad over and over. It's really like the modern day snorg tease ad as far as I'm concerned. Well, I and mean, as a person who buys stuff based on that kind of those kind of like the Facebook ads, the Facebook ad stream is really good. They're really good at selling no, but ads. The Facebook, and ad, Facebook ads are showing like real products that you might want to buy like like uh an app that's good or parachute sheets or something that's like a real thing i get glossier this, which is i say glossier I but i think it's glossier is it pronounced I think glossier? It is. oh because yeah. i've been pronouncing it glossier i think it's glossier well at any rate you i mean get, i own every no, yeah, single one no, of their facebook, products no no facebook has the data they need to actually give you a good look facebook has they know who i am they know what you're doing and they know yeah. who you are connected to and they know what those people are doing they know and there's so much fucking data i mean you are such a just a gigantic mountain of data for facebook to mine but here's the thing good mine on them. away because i love the ads uh, look instagram the ads I see on Instagram way better than the ads I see anywhere else. Like much, I've learned how to block those. I don't look you know at those, them. You know those disgusting uh, health bars that I bought. Yes. Uh, what are they called? RX something. Mm, I don't know, but I ate one yesterday and it was very bad. They're fucking terrible. Hold on, I want to talk about. I was this extremely for, desperate. And then I want to take a break. <laughs> we have to take a break. But uh, 
I saw an Instagram ad for these things. I think they're called like RX bars. Are they raw? Yeah. That's it's so disgusting. It's like cashews and whatever. I opened one. I mean, I have to say it, it looked like a turd. <laughs> it looked like a turd. It looked like a huge turd. And then I ate it and it was like gum. It was like <laughs> yeah, gummy. Let me, let me just say, I'm sorry. I'll say this. They got me with the targeting. They got me with the photos. Mm-hmm. I went to Amazon and ordered. It's very this, disappointing. I, I went to product. Amazon and ordered the seven pack of what do these <laughs> things taste like just to check out all the flavors, and they are fucking disgusting. I'm sorry, RX Bar, but and your product, probably- but your product tastes like garbage to me, and it looks super gross. As Laura just pointed out, kind of looks like feces, but that's fine. Listen, you're entitled to your situation, but I will say this: Instagram got me, and they get me more than most things because it's like a decent ad experience yeah. in a place that makes sense. You're like, okay, yeah, a beautiful photo of an RX bar. I guess I'll give it a shot. They have better packaging than bars. Let's put it that way. Now, packaging's we get, great. We have to take a break and then we'll be right Shoot, back. Do I just have to stop talking? No, we have, if we're going to take a break, if there's going to be a, some words from our sponsor, because you know, this uh, doesn't, we know we're not running this uh, out of our own pockets. Sponsors, mm-hmm give us money and then that turns that turns into content for the audience okay go ahead so we're gonna take a break and then we'll be right back with more laura june This episode of Tomorrow is brought to you by Braintree. Developers around the world have embraced the Braintree V.0 SDK as the easiest way to add secure mobile payments to their apps and websites. No matter what payment type, Braintree accepts it. Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin, if that's your cup of tea. And if something new pops up, they'll support that too. It's the same payment solution used by Uber, Airbnb, and GitHub, so you know it scales. Integrating it into your app is as easy as inserting a few lines of code. But don't take my word for it, even though my word is as good as gold. You should try out the sandbox and see it for yourself at braintreepayments.com slash tomorrow. Are you thinking of asking someone to marry you? Well, lucky you. You found true love. That's wonderful. But you're going to need a ring. And you should definitely check out Ratani. There's no simpler way to get the ring of their dreams. All of their rings are handcrafted in New York. You can shop online and they'll ship overnight to you or a Ratani jeweler close to you. You design a ring, they handcraft it, and then you can see it in the store for free. Plus, they offer no hassle returns. It's that easy. They'll love the ring and you'll feel great about giving it to them. And this month, Ratani's giving away a diamond. They're just, they're just gonna give it to somebody. Someone's gonna get a diamond. It could be you. So visit Ritani.com, that's R-I-T-A-N-I.com, slash tomorrow today for the free diamond giveaway. Okay, we're back with Laura June. And uh, now I originally, when I started this conversation many, many moons ago, uh, that's, what are you looking at? That's my, Laura is looking at a pen in my office. That's, oh, it twists off. That's a twist off top. Okay. That's the pen that Evan gave me. Oh, okay. I was wondering Evan, why my, you had a nice pen. My accountant gave me a beautiful pen. Do you use it? Uh, well, you, don't, do you, you don't write anything. It's sitting on my desk. I use no. it to sign all my important documents. Okay. 
We're in my office, by the way, at our house. Is it a ballpoint? Rollerball? It's a roller. Okay. It's a beautiful pen. A little heavy for my taste. Mm -hmm. Although it's a beautiful gift from Evan and I... I, You know know my preference. uh, You like fake ink pens. I like cheap. Cheap pens. Cheap, very cheap. Yeah, what are those pens? What are those pens you get that look like a... uh, um, uh, The Bic? No, the ones that have the... Oh, the Varsity, the the fountain pens. Yeah, they look like fountain pens, but they're not. I've been not using them anymore because... um, uh, our daughter Zelda tries to use them and she presses so hard that like the whole tip breaks off a lot of the time. Um, she's very depressed about it. So, okay. I want to talk about I don't know why you brought the pen up. You oh, were, I was touching, you were it. touching it and trying to take, pull the cap off, which is a twist off. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, it's a beautiful pen. It's a, uh, tortoise shell, uh, finish. Okay. This is all great content. So what I wanted to say is that I don't like the tip. So Hillary is the presumptive nominee, but let's just be clear. She's the nominee for, she is the Democrat, the yes. Democrat's choice. She was endorsed by the president She is today. the Democratic nominee for president. Yeah. And that's huge on, on many, many levels. And let me just say this, uh, in this house, we had, a, I wouldn't say we had a divided house, but. We didn't have a divided house because I didn't know who you voted for. No, you. I told you who I voted for. No, you didn't tell me until after you'd done it. <laughs> no, I it told you I was who several, I was voting for. Several weeks. No, I told you who I was voting for before I did it. I thought you were joking. And then after, no, I thought you were joking. Although it was kind of like, okay, I will say this. I do this thing uh, where I like talk about how uh, like something is my new thing, like the Big Bang Theory, which I've talked about before right. on this show, where I'm like, I'm going to start watching the Big Bang Theory as a joke. And then we start doing it. Or you'll it. say you're like going to do something and actually it means you're not going to. Like you do say. Like you what? Do that. Give me an example. Um, I actually like when, when I think of this, the best example is um, uh, is not you. It's your brother when he used to talk all the time about how he was going to buy an SUV. No, we're completely different people. <laughs> no, I, I never I do mean, that. In this, in I never, this, I I never say I'm going to do something and don't do it. This is why I was waiting for you to, get, to give an example because you don't have one. No, no, but the name one time I the, said the I was going to do something. The Big Bang Theory I think is a great thing. Like that was when I said I was going to do it, and I did it. Right, but you only did it to spite me. Community. No, it, it was. It turned out that watching the Big Bang Theory was like, was like. But you uh, didn't want to. You were like, or I, it, no, actually, I'm describing it poorly. What you actually do is, uh, you say you like things or don't like things. And then you sort of like, like you, you love to like, um, you'll be like, oh, this movie's terrible. And then you'll sit there and watch it. No, that's different. You do it all the time. That's a whole different. Okay. Right. But let me, it, let me, but get, let me but be it, clear. It makes Being you able feel to watch sort a of, horrible movie is not the same thing as saying you're going to do something and then not doing it. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I just feel like there's this, there's this thing that you do where you go like, he's my man, Sanders. Oh, yeah, and Sanders. it doesn't sound oh, where like... Oh, I don't, where I'm pretending. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't, disingenuous. It doesn't sound, yes, it sounds disingenuous. You mean like when I talked for years about how Tom Cruise is my favorite actor and I gave him the nickname The Cruise Missile and then he became my favorite actor. But I just think there's this, I I don't think we really ever had convert, like, I mean, maybe it's partially, probably also partially just that like I had written about how I was going to vote for Hillary. I had made... I had argued it really well. Um, I had assumed that you had read it, though well, you, I, you probably I didn't. did. I did read it, and, and you, you don't you don't listen to my podcast, obviously, think, because you would know that I was talking about our had divided house because I was no, a, I didn't. But hear we that. talked about this. We had debates about Bernie and Hillary. Well, sure. I mean, because it was a debate I had with myself. It wasn't like an easy decision for me, but you know, I sort of like assumed when I made my mind up that that sort of 
I don't you know. You thought you so you thought when you decided you were voting for Hillary, I thought that it was I was also voting for Hillary. I thought it was convincing enough. I mean, okay, so let me just let me just let me just say what I was trying to say, which is I voted for Bernie Sanders in the New York primary. You did? <laughs> what? I voted for Bernie. I don't know what his middle name is. It's like Jerome or something. Bernie Jerome Sanders. I don't think it's Jerome. I really don't. Bernie uh, Antonius Sanders. Because his first name is definitely Bernard. Bernard. What do you think it is? Let's take it. You just. I think it's. I think it's Bernard. uh, Jeffrey Sanders. Jeffrey. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think that's right, but let's. Bernie J Sanders sounds right to me. Bernard. Bernard. Bernie Sanders. Wait, what? That's not a middle name. He has the first name of Bernard. It's in quotes. Yeah. Um, thanks, thanks a lot, the internet. Sorry. Bernard Sanders. Bernard what? Bernard what? You know, it doesn't say. Oh, he doesn't have a middle name? Okay. Bernard Sanders. Bernard oh, Sanders. No middle name. Very unusual. Well, you know, he came from an era when people were really trying to uh, save, scr- scrimp and save. and so His mother's name was Dorothy. Beautiful um, name, wonderful name. Yeah, it is. The diminutive of Dorothy is, of course, Dot. Dot. We almost named Zelda Dorothy. That's correct. We came very close, and then we discovered Zelda. Anyhow, um, so we had a divided house here, and then I voted for uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Bernard yeah. Sanders, and you voted for Hillary in the primary, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, and then then look, it became clear, pretty pretty. Uh, Actually, the New York primary was the big one where it became clear that that Bernie Sanders was not going to be the nominee. And I mean, I would say that it was clear to me always. But let me be clear about something. It I'm, became less clear for a little while and then it became totally clear again. Let me clarify. There's a lot of being clear going on, but let me be let me clear, clarify my position on this was like, I like Bernie. He's a weirdo. He's got strong opinions. He's using the word socialist publicly, which I thought was very bold. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. You know, he's a guy. Here's a guy who's like a 73-year-old. How old is he? 70, 72? I think he's 74. 74-year-old maniac. He's got dandruff on his coat. He's screaming like a maniac. You're like, who is this weird old guy they let up on the podium? But he actually says pretty interesting things, right? Like things that most people don't say out loud. And he and, and people were getting energized by it, which I thought was great. But mostly what was most important about Bernie is that is that he was he was – he was saying things that were very radical. Now, I like that. I responded to it. It's not that I hated Hillary. It's right. not that I was like, Hillary's a crook, fuck Hillary. It wasn't like, Hillary's a, a, a loser. I don't want her to be president. It was just like, I like Bernie better at this moment. Right. And for me, when I wrote the thing, it was very similar, which is that I really liked Bernie. Um, he's the kind of candidate who I have always liked. I've always liked... Um, he's basically he's basically a third party candidate in many ways but yeah. he's just not he's just has a long history of being a really radical senator and i think um you know i have used to be like really big into like the green party and like the socialist workers you didn't party vote for and, nader did you uh no okay. i never voted for nader but i mean i'm a lifelong believer in the democratic process and i'm a lifelong democrat and i think that um you know, I was definitely registered. I, I used to register into like weird parties all the time, but I would always sort really? of, yeah, of course when I was young, but I would, you know, always swing back to get to, because I really always wanted to like participate in primaries and that's just the way it works here. So I think, um, 
yeah i mean it was the same for me i really love him i really thought he was great um but i also really liked hillary and thought that she was the person i needed to vote for well so and laura wrote a great piece about why she was voting for hillary was it had to do with our daughter but but let me just be clear what i'm trying to say is and there's so much um clarifying here uh what i'm trying to say is that while i like bernie and liked his message and i actually voted for him when the time came that uh it was clear that bernie wasn't going to be the nominee when did that become clear to you i think it was after the new york primary right it was like he lost yeah a major major battleground and he just didn't win right and and so i thought okay well, we have two really good candidates here, and either one of them would be great. I mean, and so much better than by comparison to the, the Republicans. The Republicans literally could not produce a single <laughs> candidate. I mean, there was not a single candidate that took the stage at any. I mean, honestly, Trump is the best one, which no, is like I so mean, insane. But that's like saying that's like saying you know that's like choosing like the best looking bullet to be shot with. You I know? mean, it's I like, know that he's always said like really sort of fucked up racist stuff and whatever, but like, I feel like at first he was like less off the chain than he is now. And now he's like, because he won so handily, he's like really said just like really fucked up stuff. And I mean, like, even if, even if Trump isn't at first for real, it seemed that it maybe it seemed kind of like a joke or like, un, you know, it was unclear how to take it. And, you know, I, I remember thinking like, well, at least he's from New York. I mean, that makes him, right. you know, and, and you think you go he'd like, be like, he'd like, he'd be, he's not like, I mean, their candidates, like every single one of them was so embarrassing and so terrible and I mean, so there's, hateful. There's no, I mean, I look at the Republican Party and I just think, and by the way. I'm, and there are Republicans that would be totally acceptable to me. Like I wouldn't vote for them. Yeah, like but Newt, Like Newt. Um, uh, you know, Mitt Romney. I mean, Mitt Romney no, seems like a uh, Mitt Romney seems like a oh, by dream comparison, no. Now, I mean, Mitt Romney is a, is a, is a these uh, people have made all fantasy. Of, by Donald comparison. Trump makes Sarah Palin seem moderate. And, no, no, and he makes Sarah Palin seem like a, the worst. But I mean, they're both right. terrible. But like, here's the thing well, about, I mean, the one thing I will say that Donald Trump doesn't like that he has had going for him is that he's not religious. I think that that has. <laughs> Yeah, no. I'll, I guess we. He give loves the, money. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really talk about get, God, but I, but and guess, that is very irritating to me when people talk about God all the time. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, it's irritating. Like if you see like a Huckabee, a Huckabee, or doesn't mean he's good. A Huckabee or a Cruz, right? Uh, or these people, <laughs> yeah, these people who are like, fucking, they're always like checking. They're like checking God to see if it's okay. Like they're you know like well yeah. God set me on this path or whatever. It's like okay, dude, you know, settle down. Like you're. You're Mike Huckabee. Right, you have like, a show on. The, you have a show. The, you have a talk show on Fox News. What's like, been educational for me about Donald Trump is that I found that religion is a really good excuse for mostly white, mostly male politicians to hate women and to to right. and to subjugate them and to take away their rights and to threaten to take away their rights right. or to try to. And Donald Trump doesn't need the religion. He can still be just as shitty like he no, it's, Donald Trump, it's like Donald not Trump necessary is, I mean, to have that excuse what's interesting about Donald Trump is that is that he is uh horrible on many levels particularly I mean about women and of course people of color and and immigrants I mean everyone except for like everyone, white, white but, businessmen but um but his the way he carries it out is on in such a kind of like he's most reminiscent of like a dick you encounter in New York on the street or at a deli 
versus like a person who's like a zealot. You know, like the normally Republican, right. normally like Republican bad. It's a recognizable package for me. I mean, it's bad, not as threatening as like a like a Bible thumper from right. the South. Like bad actors and bad taste in the Republican Party has traditionally come from places that are like the South and religion and these like kind of like they're tied up like George Bush was a George George W. He was Bush. really scary to me because well, I didn't right. know that kind of person. And, and, he, and all of his weirdness was driven by this like sort of this like under this under moralistic or yeah this like born again Christian um, worldview that he had where we were in battle in this kind of like apocalyptic world ender of a of a war in a situation where where like it was all about getting to heaven or hell or whatever you know he had this like moral compass that was based on uh religious doctrine that was like kind of very flawed religious doctrine but then you have donald trump who's like just like a a a bully like a mean-spirited bully who kind of doesn't even care about what he says he just says it because like he knows it's it affects people you know, anyhow, hold on. So getting, so, uh, how do we get on Donald Trump? Oh, we were talking about Bernie and Hillary. Yep. So my point that I was making is essentially like, so now you see on the internet, these like, like Bernie people mm-hmm. are really upset because Obama hasn't now endorsed Hillary. Elizabeth Warren endorsed Hillary tonight. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe Bernie has agreed to, uh, drop out of the race very, fairly soon. I think privately he probably has. I mean, here's what I think. I think that this has been going on for quite a while. I think that Bernie Sanders has millions of devoted fans um, and people who have voted for him. I think he has a smaller subset of people who are not, um, who don't, I think there's a very small slice of his supporters who are like, fuck Hillary Clinton. I would never vote for her. Right. I think they're really like, it's a minuscule percentage. Let's like hope. maybe not, you know, it's not 5%. It's something like that. But like, I, I, I think that it's a small amount. They're very vocal. And then I think there is a bunch of people who actually are supporting Donald Trump stoking those. I mean, the, the internet, Bernie bros, the- I think are like partially this tiny faction of like weird, bad people that Bernie attracted and then which like all politicians attract bad people. And those are the, definitely the people who hang out on Reddit. And then, um, the Trump supporters who like the really crazy internet Trump supporters are horrible. I think those people hate Hillary Clinton and hate women so badly that they think that they can like use Bernie Sanders as a way to get to her. Right. And I think that, and I think that like what I think about, I mean, one of the things that I've been, um, has been sort of tumbling around in my mind in the last couple of days is this idea that like, I like Bernie yeah, and I like his ideas, but this idea that you would, that you would just, uh, hate his opponent so much, which I find really unrealistic. And I don't think that most Democratic voters think like this. I no, think that- I mean, Hillary is an interesting one. I think she has, uh, you know, she's been, you know, what's interesting about her is like today, Obama was like, no one's more qualified. And I think in some ways it's true. She's been around for so long. Um, and not in the same way that like Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump have been around for a long time. She's, you know, in some ways been sort of really preparing for this and working her ass off for it for a really long time. But that is also meant because she's a woman and because she was the first lady, 
um, to a widely loved but also extremely controversial president. Um, don't you remember when the Clintons were in the White House, how insane it was? The people who hate, like, that's where Rush Limbaugh came from. The, the like, modern incarnation of, like, the right-wing freak, like, radio people who are, like, prototypes of Reddit types, uh, they came from hating the Clintons. Well, not all Reddit people, but like there's certainly. But like, there's uh, like legitimate. No, but there. Look, there's I mean, legitimate I mean, reasons there, to dislike Hillary. The Republican Hillary, Party right? lost like, its. The Republican Party lost its mind around Reagan and post Reagan, and it got progressively worse and worse. And now, like, all you have are these incredibly. And the internet has really completely made it insane. Yeah, you have these incredibly polarizing, like. I, I, my, my impression based on what I know of the Republican Party is that there was a period in this country where Republicans and Democrats um, had major differences, but weren't so far apart that it was like, that it was like, you know, black and white, where like they were just completely at opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, and now we have something that is so unrecognizable. I mean, I'm sorry, but like the Trump thing and the Brock Turner thing and to some degree, the Bernie bro thing um, mm-hmm. is very clearly to me a piece of this, the death throes of white male privilege and domination. Well, I think, and there, I think yeah, I think there's a big, you know, every, there's a big perception of a threat. I think that that's not just a perception. I think it's partially real. And I think well, there is a threat to white male privilege. I mean, the threat is real. It's like women and people of color uh, are becoming like the dominant voice. Well, like, no, that's not true. But no, no, they're but, becoming the not completely invisible. Well, but I think we're going from not completely invisible to dominant. I mean, and by the way, that's I'm not complaining. I'm saying uh, like, I mean, a, I remember thinking like, what if no man wrote a book for a year? Like, well, I mean, nobody would win a Pulitzer. That's, for I mean, sure. sometimes I'm shocked. Like if I look, I, I own probably, you know, thou- several thousand books and I look at them and it's like the ratio is not good, yeah, you know? I don't really, and I it's don't, like, I didn't do that on purpose. I prefer to read women, but like, this is the bias that's built into everything, you know? And I think that, um, that's just, I've never like, this was, this was my argument for Hillary, which was how insane would it be if I, you know, if I had a child who never had to grow up like thinking this way, or it's like I've only become aware of the matrix surrounding me in my lifetime, well, like imagine- going like, wait a minute, like, you know, only in the last thirty years has like feminist theory like resurrected all these women in like the seventeenth and eighteenth century. Because for for two hundred years, everyone's like, yeah, just no women wrote anything in the eighteen hundreds, and like the seventeen hundreds, and like. That's not true at all. I mean, can and you but can you imagine on the flip side of this being a ten year old who's of voting age right now, who their entirety of a the, ten year old who can vote? No, a ten year old eight years ago. Oh, okay. Who's of voting age yeah. now? An eighteen year old. Well, the world is a lot different. Well, now. but also having grown up with Barack Obama as your president, right? The only president you've ever known, basically. Yeah. For the most part, and. And I think that that's a better world. And I think that that's... No, I know. And it's like it's like insane. Like there are plenty of other countries have female leaders. It's insane that in our country... I yeah, mean, like Zelda I, will never even think like it's a big deal because it's well, happened. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. 
But it's it is hard to it is hard to separate like you know the thing about Hillary Clinton is that because of Bill and because of the amount of time she spent as part of the political political process in America, right? It is hard to separate out like the idea of a strong, successful, um, uh, talented, hardworking female candidate from like the all the other Clinton stuff that exists, right? So you have to so so what you see now is like all of that stuff being like pushed together, being like crammed together sort of as this I think it's less hard if you're a woman. Um well no I mean but I think that well, yeah course, I but, do. I I look like it wasn't a decision that I just it wasn't like I was like, oh of course I'm gonna vote for her. Like that didn't it didn't come one hundred percent it was this way I felt this way in two thousand eight. I wasn't sure. I did vote for her and I was really hurt uh, when she lost, but you was, voted for her against uh, Obama. Obama. Yeah. And it was, but it was, remember. but like did it was I, also, that, but that, that election was very different. It was really hard. I, mean, I must have voted in the primary. It right? was, uh, did we have the same debate in 2008? Two, mean, sorry, 2000. Yeah. Right. 2008. What right? do you mean? Same debate. Well, were we debating, was I debating like one candidate and you were debating the other? No, I mean, 2008 was different. You know, New York is early enough that it was like that. I mean, I kind of have always felt in my gut that Hillary was going to win this time. In 2008, it wasn't obvious, but it also did feel kind of like she would. Like, I really thought she would win in 2008. Obama was really important. And I remember him being at the um, uh, at the uh, the DNC, DNC thing, yeah. uh, the previous election. It was a big deal. And like he had emerged as like very influential and really charismatic, During, but he wasn't like for you mean Al Gore. Yeah, but he Wait, wasn't. Uh, no, sorry, not Al Gore. Uh, uh, John Kerry. Yeah, but he wasn't like, uh, it wasn't by any means like, oh, she's going to lose to this guy. I'm just trying it to remember. It only sort of emerged over time. But if, but if we go back, but I'm guessing that I can't, I, honestly, I, I cannot. You don't remember who you voted no, for? No, I cannot remember, but we voted in the New York primary in 2008. You definitely right? did. I remember you going. And so, and I can't remember if it and was so, a big and deal. So we were voting for either Obama or Hillary or who were the other candidates? Um, who were the other candidates? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, uh, but I both... assume Kucinich was in, maybe. Oh, Kucinich. He I was think probably so. in. Yeah. Um, maybe I voted for Kucinich. I don't think I did. But, you know, I mean, the I thing, think I voted for Obama. The thing that I think you might have actually. The and you, thing, did you vote for Hillary? Or was um what's his name in? Who? Um John Stamos. No, the guy who uh whose wife died in the next it's John Edwards. Oh John Edwards. <laughs> and did you vote for him? No, I didn't vote for him. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm fucking positive. <laughs> You're talking about Okay. All right, so so I think in two thousand eight, uh I do think we had a kind of similar debate, which is like, yes, it, it was like Hillary or a different kind of, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, Bernie, you can't yeah. compare Bernie to Obama, but, uh, uh, there were like, there was like a guy and Hillary, but our debate wasn't, it certainly had different nothing time, to do. Completely different time. I mean, yeah. I thought Obama, I honestly, I, I, it was hard to not be energized by Obama because yes. he's an incredible, that's exactly, and I wrote that in my, I wrote this in my article this year. The problem was, I I gave like Hillary like you know I volunteered for her I donated money to her I voted for her and then when she didn't win I did feel 
uh, sad for women as a category, but I uh, loved Obama and I felt completely freaked out when he right. won. So like this it was is, like so the greatest a, thing that's ever happened so, so in my is, lifetime. So, so this is right. Uh, so let me be clear. So, so this is exactly how I feel about Hillary now, which is like, would I have loved Bernie to be the candidate because he's such a radical weirdo and has like, I think really good ideas. Yeah. He would have been great, but Hillary's also fucking great. It was yeah. like, I kind of knew like I could cast my vote for Bernie, but no matter what happened, we had two really good options. It was like Hillary Clinton, who's super experienced and really good at her job and is really smart. And I think has the best interests of most of Americans in, in mind. Versus Bernie, who's like a weirdo socialist who wants to like bring radical change to the government. Yeah. Either one of those people, I think, would have been a great candidate. Now, with the Republicans, you've got a situation where literally out of, I mean, it might have, it might have been like 168 people when they started. There's so many fucking candidates and not a single candidate from the Republican Party. And I want to talk about- But this about- also feels like a really volatile year. I mean, 2008, I never for a second really thought that John McCain was going to win. I always thought that the Democrats would- take the white well, house and, over and i always a, believed that never for a second did i think john mccain was going to beat I obama mean, Sarah Palin kind of begun, even though it she, seemed really insane at the time because he was not white had, I, I always mean, Sarah Palin had sort of be, i feel like in some ways she is responsible for the the kickoff of this completely outrageous this right. tea party shit that, that happened in the republican party and this like takeover from the most radical and most uh, uh, absurd members you know it was like it was like Sarah Palin was the beginning of when you really saw the visibility of how deranged that party has become yeah. I mean and, I just and, think and this, you know in this in this in this race was like I mean this election the, is really really I mean it's just starting which is insane well between Trump and, and it's Clinton, exhausting but the, and but the you know I remember a few months ago um after one of the early primaries um, that Donald Trump w- had sort of like went through a series where he won. I can't remember the context, but, you know, Obama gave a press release, a press conference. He, I think, wasn't on vacation, but he was at like, you know, some like estate or whatever. And at the end, uh, it was like unrelated matters he was talking about. And then at the end, someone asked a, an inevitable sort of question about Donald Trump. And I remember Obama, who was so confident and I felt so good watching him. I don't know why. It's like that feeling you get when you listen to your dad say everything's going to be okay when you're five. Like it doesn't work when you're 10. That's how I felt for a moment. He was like, kind of laughed it off. He was like, look, Donald Trump is a joke. You know, he's not going to be the nominee. He's not going to become the next president. And he seems so confident of it that I really was like, oh yeah. Like he reminded me, oh yeah, this is not... He was like, being president is a serious job and Donald Trump is not a serious person. I think that was like the crux of his argument. And I would still like to believe that that's accurate, that this is a serious job and that come November, Hillary Clinton is going to become president at least partially because even Republicans are going to be like, I'm not actually going to vote for this guy. I think there are, I think there are a surprising amount of Republicans that will not vote for Donald Trump. And I, I got to say, I'm sorry. They might like, even say that they will, but I don't I, know if I, they I'm will. I'm sorry. I mean, you have the you, you, Paul Ryan. But that said, I'm also terrified. But Paul Ryan, listen, 
if if this country votes Paul Donald, Ryan endorsed Trump, right? I think he did. He he said he would vote for him. Do you think he and will? Then, and then he described Donald he described Donald Trump's remarks about the judge mm-hmm. uh, as I think like a textbook example of racism. Mm-hmm. But then he was kind of like, but do you really want? But I'm going to still vote for him. It was something like, but do you really want Hillary in the White House or some insane shit like that? Yeah. And I have to say this: Republicans with any level of uh, any sense of humanity, you must abandon this. I mean, the party has to. The party has to has to have a reckoning, and you've got to abandon these people because they are vile. What people? Bad. They're bad people. Yeah. They're bad people. Like I don't give a shit who you are. If you're a Trump supporter. There's something wrong with you. I've said this before on the podcast. And while I love Paul Miller, an old friend who supports Trump for reasons I can't begin to understand, we talked about it on the podcast a few episodes ago. I'm okay with anybody, people being... Anybody who, um, anybody who is a Trump supporter um, okay. is, is, a, is a broken person in some yeah. way that, that is going to be very hard to fight. I think that, like, I don't really know, you know, politics isn't really my field. I go with things at, like, a very gut level. And I'm okay with people... Being oh I'm opposed to abortion or whatever like I, I disagree with people I don't think that that uh, right should ever be changed or taken away and I think that it's always under threat but um, but I think it's a like it's it's okay to have an opinion about political matters I'm okay with people who think that government shouldn't provide. Um, lots of services to people. I'm okay with people being like, big government is bad. Right. I'm okay with people being opposed to socialism or uh, like, I don't care about, but I do find, uh, I would, I don't think it's right or okay or acceptable to vote for someone who's like racist. Right. Well, I mean, listen, I, it's 2016. I, I understand, uh, that we are raised to accept people for their differences and to respect people's beliefs or whatever. But like if you are racist and you say the kinds of things that he has said, he's sounds like he's inciting violence to me. And that's, I mean, I mean, listen, it's that's, not, you know, that's the, I don't know. Here's what I think I would find. So I find that position, the Paul Ryan position to be actually the most troubling because it's insane. Then fine. Go ahead and vote for him. I mean, like, I guess that's what you want in in this world to reflect, you know, your beliefs. But uh, if, if you don't feel that way and you still think it's okay to vote for him, then I think that's kind of fucked up. Here's what I, here's what I think that I, I don't get. I think there are a lot of people in in the government, and by the way, Democrats and Republicans, who um, have so lost sight of their original purpose for being there that it's impossible for them to to operate in a way that makes sense to most human beings. So a normal human being, when confronted with a person that is clearly racist, a person who's not racist, would say, I denounce this person and all the things they say because they don't, they're not that this we don't have we don't share the same values, right? They're trying to the, hold together a, the Republican Party. They're trying to keep yeah, it from completely but, but also, disintegrating. But also, right they're now. so removed from like what even their goal is. Like, does the Republican Party even know? I think their goal is that like Paul Ryan needs to keep his job, and he wants That's to. That's what stay, I'm saying. They want yeah. to hold on to certain seats in certain places because they think then they can oppose um, uh, uh, Demo- Democrat. Uh, uh, um, 
they can oppose positions of the Democrats and somehow that will help them hold their strength. Right. But the reality at this point is that they're so damaged and so corrupt and so empty as a party that they've let a person who is a complete imposter and a total buffoon lead their party as the presidential nominee. And there is there is nothing. But that- I mean, on the other hand, Paul Ryan is expressing the exact position I think we would all have the extreme Bernie Sanders Democrats hold for Hillary, which is to say, yeah, I hate her, but I'm going to vote for her. And yeah, but there's a, there's that's a, like, well, like a, an extreme party loyalty. Yeah. But that's, but uh, no, I mean, maybe, but I think if you really, uh, uh, I mean, listen, here are your options with Hillary. Okay. You can, if you're a Bernie supporter, you can say, well, I don't agree with her on everything, but we do agree on some fundamental things. Like there are fundamental things that Democrats agree on that Bernie and Hillary agree on whether or not she's going to go after the big banks. There are some fundamental ideals of, 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 of uh, civil rights and basic human rights that Bernie and Hillary are 100% aligned on for the most part, okay? I think that... And, and, and there's some foundational shit that you could say, I even though I disagree with Hillary's policies here, here, and here, at a foundational level, she stands for the things that I believe in as a member of the Democratic Party, okay? I think that with, with right. in regards to Donald she Trump... She thinks that like abortion should be legal. She thinks that... Um, she's a supporter of civil rights. That, she's, that, a, I mean, for the most part. I mean, I, I think you can say there have been some moments in her record that aren't perfect. But I think that it would be hard to say it's. She hasn't been erratic in her, in her position. There was a lot of hedging on those positions, you know, eight years ago. Well, you know, yes. one of the great, one of the and great. She stories, didn't hold a great one. One of the um, great, one of the great stories about Hillary is is uh, I can't remember who where I saw it off the top of my head, but it was about how basically like Hillary Clinton, as you see her today was like sort of a product of an environment that, um, forced her to be more center and more conservative in her actions because, uh, because like she was so much more liberal, so much more to the left than, than Bill Clinton was at some point that it became like a problem for Bill Clinton right. or, and for many people in the democratic party and that she was kind of pushed into this position where she was, much more um, right um, or center, right? Right. Uh, anyhow, the point is we have to, we got to wrap this up, but all I'm saying is this is the thing, I'm sorry, about about Trump. I mean, how many people, so I guess what we're asking is like, how many of these, of the Bernie people are like, oh, I'm going to vote for Trump because well, of this. This is I what mean, I'm saying. Like, the second option is you can say, just don't you, vote. You can say, okay, right. So here's your options. You can say, well, Bernie and I, sorry, I love Bernie and I agree with all the stuff and Hillary and I don't see eye to eye, but there's some fundamental stuff we agree on. So it makes sense to vote for her because at, I know there's a foundational level we can maintain. Right. right? That's then, the kind of then thing. You could I, say that's... Like, then you could say like, okay, I disagree with Hillary Clinton vehemently. And I agreed with, Hill, with, with, with what Bernie said. And so I'm going to not vote this election right. because, because uh, fuck Hillary. Okay. But then there's a, a person, and I think this is a minuscule percentage that's like, I just, Burn they're, it basically all down. An, they're basically anarchists. Okay. They're like, yeah. if I can't have uh, Bernie to destroy big banks, I'll just vote for the most extreme version of whatever candidate I can find, which is Trump. Okay. I think if you're a person who supported Bernie and then will support Trump, who is literally everything that Bernie stands against, 
you are a rotten, corrupt person. That's what I think. I, I think mean, that you like, really didn't have what you had in mind was not Hillary. What you did not have in mind was somebody who could affect real change in government. What you had in mind was somebody who was uh, that was just not a thing that you wanted and that you feared. Right. And there's a very different position. Right. It's not like if you vote for Trump instead of recusing yourself from the voting process or voting for Hillary, there's something really fucked up about that. That is the it's like what a child does. Because there's nothing like Bernie and Trump have not a single thing in common except they are both insane no no i mean they're both they're um, both they're both, they're both like, like they're both considered like outsiders but that's bullshit because bernie's been in the senate for how long 30 years i mean yeah i mean how long has he been a senator forever right so so bernie's not an outsider no, he's voting no on, he just has he, outside opinions he just I mean, is which a, is he's like, just a, he's just, he's loud. just an outsider he's I just mean, got, got loud and strong I think opinions they have the only things they have in common are like personality things where they're like they both just say what they're thinking um yeah you know they're like they i mean look the political process always needs to have one person who's the outsider and one person who is like the you know, and the, the establishment. Right. And Hillary in has been that both times that she's run. But at this point, I think it's just like, it's just like, if you, if you think that the, the line, the line for you is to go to Trump after supporting Sanders, like you, I just think that that's like not very many people. No, no. I think it's a very small percentage, but I don't think you were, I don't think you really supported Sanders to begin with. I think you just like, want to see shit get fucked up and like yeah, wanting to see shit get fucked up is not, I think is it's not a, a political position. I think it's a rhetorical position and I think it's disingenuous and I think that it is dangerous. That's what I, well, that's I mean, what I, that's what I dislike about both what I will say has, you know, Trump and Sanders don't have anything in common, but some of their professed fans, I think do have things in common and probably some of Hillary's fans have something and that's why this election feels bad i mean the election like the internet as we know it really didn't exist even in 2012 so i think what we're seeing now is this violent feeling of and there was fear in i think 2008 i i mean i was certainly sort of like oh could something really bad happen like are people gonna riot or like whatever you know right um but now it's just sarah palin yeah, but now oh, she was the beginning. Trump is like tr- Trump is now like Sarah it just Palin. Seems like that's almost likely because I mean, these people. Well, it's already happened. I mean, that there's, there's go legitimate, to the rallies and yeah. stuff seem very I like mean, they're I, like on everyone's on edge. I mean, Trump, and, Trump, Trump has done something, and that, he's not committed to like stopping that from happening. Trump has done something that's spectacular, which is he has um, he has generated uh, a a violent passion from a part of the Republican Party that is very bad and should you've be you've got to give him credit be, for and should be rejected really, by all republicans right you know a part of their party that is racist and uh, uh a nationalistic and um isolationist and is violent and is not modern and 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 they are and they are the worst of the part the, the worst of the ideas of the republican party so he's like made that base really fired up. But what he's also done is made people on the opposite end of the spectrum really fired up. Because right. when you attack people uh, for their religion, for their race, 
for their background, for their families. Like when you get to... For their gender, for their body right, for type. Their gender, I mean, like right, literally exactly. everything that you can say. For their disabilities. When you attack people right. at, like, at their, at their humanity. La- like, at the, it, I mean, Trump's, Trump's, not going, Trump's not going after people on like intellectual you know, concepts. He's going after people for like humanity. He's going after humanity, basically. He got a TV show because he's an outspoken dickhead. Yeah, he got a TV and show he was he, like a great, he, a gr- yeah. previously best known for being a great a guest on Howard Stern because right. he'll talk about like women sucking his dick and like you know he'll right. say like you're a fat pig and like right. that's I mean, Trump, funny Trump, and Trump's, like Trump's celebrity is predicated on his ability to fire people that's his like <laughs> right. best his best like Trump's biggest quality his catchphrase his like his like sitcom level catchphrases you're fired do that's you like think, so this, I, this is, is the, the last thing that, I want to talk about yeah. do you how much do you think that Donald Trump being like very good at Twitter has to do with his success. Uh, I think think it's nothing. I mean, because I know we talk about a lot like Twitter, 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 and then it's like, oh, right. No one really fucking uses it. But uh, uh, he's like a master. I think, think, well, here's, here's what you have to, here's the, here's the math. The media are obsessed with Twitter. Right. Media people love Twitter because Twitter is actually as a tool for the media, really, really good because you don't get to see a lot of things unfold in real time. That you where you can sit at your desk, right at the New York Times or at BuzzFeed or wherever, and nothing and makes see, news easier than and see all oh the, Donald Trump did another see tweet. all the real time stuff, and then and then Donald Trump is very good at manipulating emotions on Twitter because he tweets things like. <laughs> Right. He basically tweets like a troll, like he's a troll. Yeah, tweeter. There's no, I mean, like for anyone who, like, I mean, he has a lot in common with like share as a Twitter person. No, like, his, his tweets are like, like he's like Chuck Grassley. The grammar's bad. His, no, his They're tweets are like weirdly capitalized. He misspells, he misspells people's names. He right. gets facts wrong. But he's like, it's like, it's like a. But curi- he's, it's like pure Donald Trump. It's a curiosity, but it's of course it's unedited Donald Trump. But the media, so the media sitting there, they're with their real time feed, and they're like, oh, Donald Trump said something. And it's very easy. Well, first off, he's good as a troll. There's no question. Right. But I just also think that the media is very susceptible to his trolling. Do like you so are, do you think it influenced this election? Do you think it made yes. him more successful? Well, listen, I I mean, I, I'm not going to... This is a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. And we really have to wrap up because we're way over our time limit. There's, I think there's a direct line between... So what I we've don't done. like the did the media make him argument, no, no, but, but the media, but like no, the but the media, but the media helped, fascinating. but the media helped and the media helped because the media is glued to Twitter because the media thinks that like Twitter is a very valuable tool. And also we are desperate, desperate for anything that will get people to look at our our stories right like I mean the, the, media, like, I, the media yeah. as a whole is is a I mean you've got like a pack of panting hungry dogs right just, like today just when Hillary, dying for somebody to throw them a scrap today when Hillary Clinton's account uh, tweeted delete your account to Donald Trump oh that's the best. very funny moment the best very funny moment but like not it's not enough for anymore for us to just sort of sit back and go hey her social media person is young and pretty funny and that yeah. was really cute perfect yeah. for the, the platform takes. Perfectly suited. Now the number you, of everyone, takes you'll see tomorrow on the delete just, your no, account. No, it's not even tweet. takes. Like you have to, you have to make an article that says Hillary Clinton tweeted delete your account, and then you have to make an article that explains what delete your account means in context. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's oh no, 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 no. There's an explainer <laughs> on what delete your account. It's like because because you can't fucking Google it because you're so stupid. You can't Google delete your I mean, account I'm just, meme. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, even if you don't know that there's a meme, if even if you've never 
seen. What does it mean? Delete your account. What are those words put together? What could the possible meaning? Even if be? you don't know the context yeah, let's, let's of the joke, take, let's just say if like, you just saw yeah, take it out Hillary of Clinton with yeah. her blue check right. check mark tweet at Donald Trump, delete your, delete your account. account. Yeah. It's funny, even if you yeah, don't know I'm the sorry, joke. You don't think that that people who never have encountered the meme of delete your account aren't grokking <laughs> the hilarity of Hillary Clinton tweeting that tweeting that to Donald Trump. Like so anyhow, but whatever. I'm laughing about it right now. It's no, amazing. But the, but the reality is it's one of her it's maybe her best tweet ever. But the reality is, um <laughs> I mean the reality it's really it's it is really good. It's so good. But the reality is that like we are so the thirst, the thirst uh, from the media is so intense. They such can't dorks. there is there's not such dorks. there's not enough water in all of the oceans. <laughs> Okay, on the entire planet to sate the thirst of the media uh, uh, industry as it stands right now on content, and so Donald and Trump, it's only gonna Donald get Trump, so much worse. that motherfucker, Donald Trump knows better than anybody as an entertainer because that is basically what he is. He is a TV personality. He knows how to uh, quench the thirst. And the way he quenched the thirst is by being a massive troll because he knows that all of these thirsty motherfuckers in media will lap that shit up like the dogs that they are. And I think that's a good place to leave this podcast. Yeah, um, I'm still laughing about deleting your, <laughs> delete your account's very good. <laughs> all right, I got I to gotta wrap this up. Laura, thank you for being here. It was such a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I mean, really, uh, the effort you put into getting to the studio, which is in our behind our garage, has been epic. And I really appreciate it. Delete your account. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. But let's be honest. Who knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks and months. So just, just do the best you can.